Hey Val. Hey Al. Welcome to the Deep Commentaries trailer. Welcome to you and welcome to all our potential listeners. We're just two pals re-watching, reviewing, and reliving in the glory days of all Disney Channel original movies. Join us every other Tuesday for games, laughs, and chats about all of the hot dads. Looking forward to having you join us for D-Commentaries, as well as all of the other podcasts here on the Trident Network. Find us wherever you pod. Oh my god, hi. <laughs> Welcome to Disney Adult, the podcast where Chicago comedians review Disney properties from the perspective of adults. Bringing you episode three of A Very Marvel Christmas. We are working our way through every MCU project and releasing new episodes every day until the end of the year. Today's movie, Iron Man 2. We're bringing in Black Widow. We're bringing in War Machine in this movie. We even get to bring in, you know, Nick Fury in a more substantial context. The universe is starting to come into view. Isn't that exciting? Um, I'm joined by Cole Schlesinger and John Randall, two good friends and resident hot, hot hotties at Disney Adult. Um, so without further ado, let us jump right in. Here we go. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. <laughs> wow, three hot dudes in the middle of um, Sunday morning, ready to talk about Iron sounds, Man so. Deuce. And so you can tell what time it is by the tone of my voice. <laughs> no, have that's kind of how you're. Have voice. we started the podcast? Oh yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the actual. Yeah. So if you have anything you'd like to say, <laughs> yeah, Cole, I'd like to say John has the sniffles. I've also we got we're a couple of hot guys. <laughs> with an allergy to. Dog, canine okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that must does that suck to be allergic to dogs i mean for you no, it's... it's the worst thing ever because it's my favorite thing ever and it's like i love i love dogs and then i'm seasoned at what i especially when i wrestle with them i just sniffle city yeah yeah <laughs> i'm wondering if i so oh. you both know my dog herbie who is a pacifist <laughs> Um, but I have been kind of training him to play rougher, like to, to bite and to do all that stuff. But he's so passive that you wouldn't, he wouldn't, he could never hurt you. Like whenever he bites on you, he just kind of opens his mouth and puts it <laughs> near your hand. Mm -hmm. Like it's just, he never bites down. He never does anything, <laughs> but every once in a while I'll get a little scratch on, from his tooth oh, yeah. or his claw, and it gets really, really itchy. And I'm like, Oh, I wonder if I, well, it's the saliva. It's not the fur. That's allergy. why people are still allergic oh, no. to it hypoallergenic dogs because it's it's whatever there's in there's a lot of people are allergic to what's in their saliva so they're licking themselves and you're touching their fur and you're getting it everywhere but dogs are wonderful it would suck you i bet you could still get a dog I, oh, I like a low will. dose allergy uh, medicine if you wanted yeah um again welcome to the uh hot guys talking about cool dogs podcast <laughs> that'd be a great podcast <laughs> It's a video podcast. We're all naked and we're covered in dogs. Like there's dogs everywhere, like mountains of dogs. I'm just peeling through the dogs swollen. to see our faces and stuff. <laughs> uh, today we're talking about Iron Man. First, before we get into it, I need to know. I'm going to start with Cole because okay. I I know the answer for John. Um, Cole, are you a fan of the MCU? Okay, so uh, when it first started, it was a big fan of the MCU. I was like growing up, I was a big Marvel comic book reader. Spider-Man was like my guy. Yeah. Um, and then about, oh, I want to say post <laughs> like infinity, infinity war is kind of where I was like, I'm kind of bored of these. Oh, that's They're, so interesting. I, I know people love, I don't really care for infinity war. Um, wow. Okay. I've seen it three times because I've, I know some people yeah. who love it. And <laughs> You've I'm given like, it the it. college try. I've given it the college try. And I just kind of am bored of the experience. The formula. <laughs> all, the formula. They all kind of look the same. Having said that, Endgame kind of got me back into it. I love Endgame. I think it's a <laughs> fantastic movie. 
pull those movies are like a <laughs> movie a apart. <laughs> You're like, I tapped out at I tapped out at Infinity War, but you know what? When we got to Endgame, totally the next tone. year, I was back into it. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that you say that you're into Spider-Man because we've gone to the beach and I've seen a chest tattoo that says web in, web out. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I feel like, like Cole's blood going in, blood out, pretty soft but... on his Marvel because uh, well, I've heard him say some things. He, he signed a petition with Christopher Nolan. You can... <laughs> and... <laughs> I just want Nolan to do him. That's all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my, yeah. my hot take is Nolan signed, would do it better. Yeah, and you do you uh-huh. you rep for Nolan pretty pretty hard. Uh-huh. I mean, we went to see the new Annie remake, and you spent Nolan would have been better with Nolan. Yeah, and to be specific, Nolan as Bring an actor, Nolan. I don't want him directing them. I want Nolan to be. <laughs> you want him to be Annie. <laughs> <laughs> Christopher Nolan as Annie. You know, I read this thing that he um, he signed a deal with Universal to do all his movies there. I guess mm-hmm. for twenty percent of the t- the box office profit. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. Oh. That's a dumb move on Universal's part. Yeah. That that means if his movie, like, about... let's pull up a Christopher Nolan movie. Don't do Tenet. That one. <sighs> No, so no, good. we'll do the Dark Knight. If you haven't seen the Dark Knight, yeah. guys, out just because. <laughs> See the Dark Knight. <laughs> if you haven't seen the uh, the indie film <laughs> under the, the that flew under the radar. <laughs> so he made a billion dollars off of, or that movie made a billion dollars. A million. And and the fact that it, there's no other director that could ever today like spielberg i don't even know if could be like can i i want 20 percent of the box no office. by the way i did just pause to do the math on a 20 percent of a billion which is 200 million <laughs> it's the easiest math to do it's you, literally still impressed it's me. like what's yeah. <laughs> stupid uh, but he would have gotten 200 mil the director alone wow. makes 200 million too much yeah. bezos That's nuts um too much no and then john uh i kind of know this answer for you because i made you watch the mcu i was over i the was pandemic. such a i told we were talking before i was fantastic four incredible hulk that's a, about those and i think i've seen the superman tv show that's about my superhero experience comic book yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Now, are, would you consider yourself it's a fan like, now? Uh, that it's comforting. I've, I've it's made sure you like, watch it. I need something a little easy. Sorry, Marvel guys, if you're listening. Sometimes. No. That's, I think, and here's the thing. Andy always shits on me because I can, mm-hmm. I'm going to like any Marvel movie I watch. It's a problem. <laughs> it's almost like I choose to like them. Um, and I do. I know, I'm like, this is the one thing in my entire life that I'm like, okay, I can know that I'm going to like this, whether they're good or bad, I just choose to like them. And yeah. then I'm like, okay, I have something to look forward to. Yeah. You know what I mean? And because they invest in one another, it, uh, even when the movie's like, okay, you still feel like you invested in something that's gonna either going to be better or is is on the whole pretty decent. And, you know, I love a good connection. So we got to talk, we get to text about the movies, shows. I love that part. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You, you know, I can. For, by the way, as we get into the pod, I can't wait to hear the questions that you have because you will watch. <laughs> John will watch a full movie and then be like, well, it takes "Okay, me, and like, who's the main character again?" Movie, it takes me three and a half hours to like, pause and rewind and Wikipedia things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so let us dive right in. We're talking about Iron Man two today. Uh, as per usual, we're going to dive into the plot. Feel free to interrupt me with any fun things that you noticed or saw or opinions you had. Um, and then at the very end, we'll ask some questions and uh, do a couple little things. So let's start. A gang of... <laughs> no, I'm reading The Dark Knight. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it starts with a gang. I do not remember that. <laughs> Uh, Okay, so in Russia, the media covers Tony Stark's disclosure of his identity as Iron Man. 
Uh, Ivan Vanko, whose father, Anton Vanko, a former Stark Industry employees, has just died, sees this and begins building a miniature arc reactor similar to Tony Stark's. Six months later, Stark is a superstar and uses his Iron Man suit for peaceful means, resisting government pressure to sell his designs and to continue his legacy that his father, Howard, had to reinstate the Stark Expo in New York City's flourishing Meadows Corona Park. Um, so let's start there. So this opens, first of all, Mickey Rourke and his chunky highlights had me <laughs> dying this whole movie. I was like, what, how, what better way to say that this was released in like the, yeah. the late t- aughts than, <laughs> than Kelly Clarkson chunky yeah, highlights like in our villain's hair. a different movie and he showed up in this one. I was like, what is going on with his lips? Yeah. <laughs> Right before this, that, yeah. in the context, he had just done that movie, The Wrestler, and was like yeah. up for a, a, an Academy Award, and then and cut to chunky highlights in he's Living Incredible in The Wrestler. If you have, he's so seen good. It. Yeah, I think he's not bad in this. No, he's, he's a great just, actor. Yeah, he's so interesting to look at. <laughs> yeah, he's. I like. I can't take my eyes away from <laughs> what he is <laughs> yeah yeah i will say the one good one of the best things about the marvel cinematic universe is no matter who they cast well for the most part a lot of times they'll cat we were just talking about this with Liv tyler i will watch she her in? she's in the incredible hulk and that's right i will watch and for different reasons Oof. but she's just you want to look at her you want to look at her and listen to her whisper voice and yeah mickey Rourke has a similar thing but on the opposite spectrum uh, you connection pull your for eyes John, who loves connections. Um, my wife Brianna said that uh, he looks like um, chubby Steve Tyler, which is the father Tyler of Liv Tyler. Stone? So there's What's... a connection um, there. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, huh. Aerosmith. Aerosmith. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's a pretty good description of Mickey Rourke. Honestly, in... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Steve and Tyler stung by a thousand bees. <laughs> by the way, speaking of connections, yesterday in the podcast, we said that, John, you remind us of, oh, or like you he... kind oh, of look like yeah, Edward yeah. Norton. I could see that. Oh, I was yeah. getting, for the first yeah. like quarter of the yeah. movie, I was thinking, who's Robert Downey Jr. was Edward Norton for a little bit. But it's not. <laughs> I just forgot his name for a while. And I was like, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So this is—is is this post Oscar nomination? This is his big move. Yeah, because I think he was—he was nominated in two thousand. Because I wouldn't have known who Mickey Rourke was if it wasn't for yeah. watching the wrestler. And then I think the wrestler was two thousand eight, and then this was twenty ten. Um, I mean, I'm looking at Mickey Rourke right now, and like early Mickey Rourke is like he's—he's he's a good looking guy. He's a hottie, and then t- <laughs> he looks now kind of like that. <laughs> I think you should leave sketch the, uh, with the <laughs> that guy. Yeah. The guy <laughs> the steering wheel goes out the window. <laughs> he had meat. <laughs> That's such a good sketch. Um, yeah. Also Justin Thoreau, the that. actor wrote this movie. Yes. I was yeah. floored. I couldn't believe it. And by the way, not, I, I don't know how you guys feel about this movie. <laughs> it's got some issues. Um, I think this is a hot <laughs> the pile movie? of shit. Oh. <laughs> hot take, hot take. Yes. <laughs> I mean, whenever it opens up, okay, so let's let's feel free to bring them up. How did you feel about the beginning portion where they're at the expo and he's talking about his father and stuff? Um, and then sort of that moment, and then immediately after that, he's like being oh, yeah, he's, uh, the, the, grilled he's by like the getting Senate. all those laughs and the I... C-SPAN clip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that scene, Ridiculous. the Senate scene was baffling to me. Yeah. <laughs> Where he's down. like kind of doing stand-up, <laughs> like doing he's a hot five. The, yeah, the yeah. The courtroom. Um, literally. I thought that, that um, I thought that Senate Stern so played good. the perfect Republican senator. I, he, that That's actor is, is yeah. so Gary good. Shanley? Uh, is that who? Okay, yeah. so he he's... he's so so good. Him and and feel free to disagree. Just because I feel passionately doesn't mean you need to. Uh, he he was so good. I felt like he had no idea what he said. He had the perfect like 
mix of a, a ton of confidence, like he was going to get away with this, but yeah. also like when he's baffled, getting really frustrated. Um, he was so good. I hate him so much, which makes yeah. means he's good for me. Um, and then also, what's his butt? Uh, the guy who plays Don Cheeto, Hammer. Oh no, Hammer. Oh, Hammer. Sam Rockwell. Yes. Sam Rockwell. Also, at this time, just not Can coming off his nomination for Moon. I favorite bet. part of the movie was Sam oh. Rockwell. Yeah, he was. He... I love that performance. Yeah, Sam Rockwell's wonderful. Well, here's the thing: everyone's doing really like. I think the performances are great. are phenomenal. Yeah, I think they're all really good. Even Mickey Rourke is, I think, really good in this. <laughs> yeah, even though he, I think he, some <laughs> of the plot points, yes, are all over the place. <laughs> I think the script is what is like bad well, about this movie and i think it's mainly because like you can tell they're like starting to be like oh we need to like mm. set up the rest of the movies yeah i was gonna say like i was really into it i mean i i still like this movie but the third act was like towards the end there was just a lot of things that i was like okay so why are they going to hammer to get yeah. to like beef up the the war machine too but he's not coming but he's also coming to an expo and then, but those, that's not connected because the <laughs> the droids that are made up by um, Mickey Rourke, who's not here, he's at home, and it was just yeah, none of the pieces truly lined up. And yeah. uh, there's like three movies. That's why it took yeah, me three days happening at once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like bro had to had to break. <laughs> this take you three days. <laughs> John has a, a flow chart behind his head with all these strings <laughs> and that are tied to like on maps with people's faces. Well, I I just like I know it's a comic book movie, so it's like goofy, and you like have to just have that level. Of, um, yeah, what's it called? You suspend your disbelief. Your yes, level. Yeah. suspend exactly. Um, but like when he hacks into the TVs with his cell phone, it's just like I can believe yeah, that, but the way yeah. it's portrayed is so goofy. <laughs> how do you guys did you guys like um what's up with the beard i don't understand that his beard in these first two movies is like, wacky. Yeah, so like he's the only one it looks like a i said it was an origami beard on the first podcast and what i mean by that is like yes. it looks like it's cut out of paper and glued to his face he looks like he's in district <laughs> district 12 yeah. from like yeah. the, hun the hunger games oh <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I see this is where I was struggling with the beginning of this movie is I guess I thought that the him so and Pepper confusing. have gotten together in in the first one, which I guess I might be wrong. I have I wanted to rewatch the first one for this podcast, but uh, <laughs> I didn't know. No. No. <laughs> um, no. And so he's like kind of like, you know, like openly wanting to like have sex with other women in front of her and i'm like this guy's a douchebag but i guess maybe <laughs> he's not with her at this time yeah it's hard i know the first movie he's like <laughs> hoeing around a lot um in this one i can't really not, remember did he, he date other anyone. women in this one no he was like fl flirting with scarjo and yeah he's always like flirting with them though he's like 400 was... <laughs> uh um backup dancers in their That's... bikinis dressed as iron man which, by the way, is totally me doing a drag number inspired by this. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking light bulbs glued to my hands. Ooh, 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 Iron nope. Man. <laughs> a very niche uh, drag <laughs> is Iron Man 2. I go through the whole MCU, and I just <laughs> reveal after reveal into the movie. I tell the whole story. Oh, the love story, or the love connection between, those, between Pepper and Tony. It was very confusing up until the last moment. And I was like, oh, so they're not dating, but they... Had some like, yeah, childlike flirtation process. Like they were, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We can get in. Like, I want to get into like the whole themes or kind of internal character struggles later once we go through the plot. But yeah. my big hot take, literal hot take from this movie, is that this movie is the horniest huh. Marvel. I was. It is so horny. I was going to say, I don't know what's wrong with me because I've never really liked Tony Stark's character. I like him as a character because like, he's so believable and you feel like that's a real... It's one of the... To me, it's one of the characters in the MCU where I'm like, that feels like a real person. I dislike him a lot, but it feels like a real yeah. person. 
However, rewatching these, I don't know what's wrong with me. I was so horny for Tony Stark. I don't know why. I don't know what if I've hurt myself, if I've smoked too many beer? drugs over the Still pandemic. Yeah. I have no idea. Even with the beard, like when he's commanding that room and he's like, I have brought peace. And I'm like, hell yeah, I'd gobble that knob. Go on, Tony yeah. Stark. You better work. <laughs> like so gross. Whenever he's in that suit. When he's in that racing suit and he goes to like race that thing, I was like, "Hell like yeah, baby!" Tony Stark. <laughs> who's, who's, who's our Tony Stark in real life? <laughs> yeah, Elon Musk, I guess. But that dude's a... <laughs> yeah, he's not like, honestly. It's closer to Oprah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, which oh, oh. Elon Musk does show up in this? Does he? Yeah, he's in the during the race scene. Like oh, they're like, "Hey, Elon, I got a space," and Elon's like, "Oh yeah." Give, delivering a terrible performance. The worst performance. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> Fuck Elon Musk. Yeah. Um, so later Stark learns that the Palladium Core in his arc reactor, essentially his like battery heart that keeps him alive, is slowly poisoning him, but he can't find a substitute. Growing increasingly reckless and despondent about his impending death, but choosing not to tell anybody about his condition, Stark appoints a personal assistant, Pepper Potts, as CEO of Stark Industries and hires Stark employee natalie rushman to replace her as his personal assistant stark competes and oh then he goes to monaco to compete in this grand prix as like part of a thing where he's attacked by um mickey rourke <laughs> whose name we're not even gonna remember he's just gonna be mickey rourke for this mm -hmm. podcast mickey rourke who's essentially like mickey rourke is like a karen on steroids using like live <laughs> Uh, extension cords as a weapon. <laughs> it was. It's such a weird choice for a weapon. <laughs> I was. I was. I know it's dumb. I was so into it, but I was also fully yes. like, "This is." Of it's all the things choice. you're gonna have, you're gonna have something that's attached to you that's yeah. electric and that can only like reach twenty feet in any direction. <laughs> Iron Man has cannons in his chest, but yeah. you're like. <laughs> <laughs> He, I don't know how you guys feel about his look, but he looks cool. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like he has—he looks cool with two whips. Yeah, yeah very. And cool. he takes it off, and it's like attached to his chest. And he has all yeah. these like prison tattoos and stuff. And he does like the little. Like, yeah. he, seem, he doesn't seem insecure at all about it or about anything yeah. about it. Hell body, no, he but... knows when he goes into that thing, he's like, I'm about to fuck up Iron Man. <laughs> he knows yes. it. Yeah, like, I don't know if you guys have this problem, but if you buy a jacket that's maybe yeah. not your usual style and you're we'll like, wear it for a few months, <laughs> then you like finally get the courage to go out and you're like, no one gives a shit about your jacket, but the entire time you're like, oh God, is everyone just like, what is he wearing? <laughs> like, he has Does everybody think I'm trying to be a pilot right now? <laughs> How do we feel about um, when we met Natasha uh, Romanoff, or here introduces Natalie Rushman, our Scarlett Johansson? Was that the introduction to Black Widow? Yeah. Wow. This is the first time that I was here. First time. Yeah. Scarlett yeah. Johansson is maybe the most beautiful woman on the face of the earth. Yeah. She is. I. Every time I look at her, I'm like, oh, if I were a reborn a woman, I would want to <laughs> look. And sound like you. Her voice is really like soft and like oh. Also, yeah. the way she wa she walks as if there's always a soundtrack playing behind her. Like she's got yeah. that like flow of just. She, yeah that that uh, that during that point I was still thinking that him and yeah Pepper were together, and I was like couldn't get past like the like. Dude, you're like this is weird. <laughs> yeah, like you're <laughs> flirting with somebody else right in front of your girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> I will say though, I think they have a better s sexual chemistry, Robert Downey Jr. and her, than him and Gwyneth Paltrow. How mm. do you not have a sexual chemistry with Scarlett Johansson? <laughs> yeah. She is fucking yeah. gorgeous. Everything, every time she like flips her hair over, I'm like, I'm getting a boner. My gay <laughs> ass. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> and she was good too. She another one where I was like, oh, she she really makes me feel like she is a super. When it's revealed that she was a superhero, I then saw her changing her performance a little bit to yeah to be like now we know and now I'm she's so yeah. Cool. Do you know who was originally cast? I oh, as Black Widow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can I guess? Yeah, yeah. I guess. And it's um, not Mickey Rourke. Okay. <laughs> it's not Mickey Rourke. It's not um, Oprah. Uh, like um. 
I was gonna say Gwyneth Paltrow, but that's not. <laughs> she's doing an Eddie Murphy where she plays like every character. <laughs> oh, I can't guess who was it. Emily Blunt. Hmm. Which, by the way, would... I don't think she would be good either. I mean, I don't think she would be bad, but I don't think it would be the same character that we've now known. Um, she's thing. not as, and I, I, this might not be the right word, sultry as. She's not as seductive, no. Seductive. No. Sultry, she's is like, that a word? She's a little more funny. You know, she tries to shoot her gun, but it goes off, and she's. She slips on a banana peel everywhere she goes. <laughs> oh, she's in the Devil's Wears Prada? Yeah. yeah, you would yeah. know Emily Blunt if you saw her. Yeah. By yeah, the way, people it. are always trying to cast Emily Blunt in superhero movies. Yeah, they yeah, want her to be the new um, Invisible Woman. Wow. From She's Four. great. I love Emily Blunt. Yeah. Do you know what movie she had to drop <laughs> out of this for? I have no idea. Scar Joe? No, Emily Blunt. Oh. Gulliver's oh. Travel. Mm. Yeah. Ooh, you know, know we're all one. making decisions as they come to us. We don't know what the future is <laughs> going to be, so my heart. She's goes doing out to fine. Her. Yeah. Oh, and then we do. So we get to the the grand prix. Let, let's move along in this plot because like a million things happen in this fucking movie. Yeah. Um, we have our first big fight scene, which is at the the race. I thought this was a cool fight scene. I real I was into it. I was like unique, a unique setting to have a fight. Yeah. All these fucking cars are zooming past them. The only person who's reacting appropriately in this situation is Pepper Potts in the back of that car, <laughs> screaming her face <laughs> off. Yes. I was with her. I was like, this shit is insane. Yeah. John Favreau just driving the car into Mickey Rourke, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I found myself getting really into it because when Tony starts hanging on the fence and he's above Mickey Rourke, who's like collapsed on the hood of the car... I'm on my couch screaming like, jump on his head! Jump <laughs> on his head! <laughs> you know what I just thought of? Because, uh, like, in that scene, Robert Downey Jr. is so, like, you know, he, like, Pepper's about to get killed, and he's, like, still making jokes. Like, throw me the briefcase, Pepper, throw me the briefcase. He's kind of like Sam Beaver, I got to say. <laughs> he yeah. acts the way that Sam Beaver improvises and that he's, he can slip in little jokes, like, yeah. very... Great, now I gotta have sex dreams about Sam Beaver as <laughs> Iron Man. <laughs> Half <Hey>. two. Um, <laughs> they do a good in that point, they have like a, a running thing with him, their characters that I don't know if it's fleshed out well enough that maybe it's only because I'm doing this for the podcast that I'm I'm projecting it and it's not there. Iron Man seems to do this thing to Pepper all the time where he knows Pepper's going to freak out appropriately. So he then tries to downplay it by being like, just throw me the briefcase. Just mm -hmm. give me the brief. Mm -hmm. Like Whenever he rips that that thing out of his chest in the first movie, he has her oh, come yeah. down. He's like, hey, come down and help me with something. And the next thing you know, she's like ripping out his chest light bulb before she knows right. what she's doing. <laughs> but I don't know if that's intentional or if I'm projecting it because I'm trying to, once again, make these movies better than they are. so that I No, can it seems them. like he's trying to not protect her and not have her freak out because he cares about her. I, I believe that. How did you think of the, uh, what did you think of the briefcase that turns into a suit? It's cool. Oh, dope. He so on cool, it. right? So it. cool. It was I think that's my favorite because now he like just has the nano and it like yeah. just like, and, and the, that briefcase is so cool. <laughs> it's so he just, like, cool. Oh. Yeah. It made the most sense. It made the most, it was like equal part, like whenever he has that nano suit, I'm like, okay, I guess this is just future technology that happens to be very convenient yeah but whenever it's in a briefcase and it like explodes around him i was like that could happen yeah, like, that could happen babe <laughs> babe that could be real <laughs> i love like they just ran out of creative ideas to have him put a, the suit on and i yeah. wish they kind of kept going with it I, I know i wonder at what point are they like okay like look we have to bring on 35 superheroes into this movie like we're not spending any time on how yeah. the suit the suit is it comes out of his watch at this point yeah. <laughs> it's like so ridiculous um so after we have the grand prix scene uh stark dons his armor and defeats vanko who is then put into jail vanko explains that his intention was to prove to the world that iron man is not invincible impressed by vanka's performance stark's rival justin hammer fakes vanko's death while bringing him out of prison and asks him to build an armored suit a line of armored suits like stark's see this is the part of the movie that i enjoy is okay. like that scene where him and uh 
what's it called? Uh, Mickey Rourke are talking. And what's like, it I... called? Mickey Rourke. <laughs> what's that thing called? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, where they're having that sung Steve Tyler. <laughs> where they're having that um that's a talk in the prison. Well, yeah, because I think they build up like, you know, he make uh, not make your work. Uh, Jesus Christ, there's too many. Characters. Tony Stark. Tony Stark is built up to be this douchebag. Yeah, and it's kind of that point in the movie where you're like, oh, like I'm kind of siding with the bad guy, where he's like, you know, you have yeah. this infinite power, and I'm trying to prove that God can bleed. And I'm like, yeah, this is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I enjoy that, and I just wish there was more Mickey Rourke and Tony Stark yeah. in this movie. I agree, because when he was having that, he says something along the lines of like, I just wanted to show that Iron Man can, or like Iron Man's not invincible or something. And then Iron, and then Tony says, "Well, too bad you're in prison, and you didn't do that." And then. Uh, Mickey Rourke was like, oh, didn't I? And I was like, I guess you did. Like, he yeah. got me on his side. I was like, oh, yeah, you did. Yeah. Kind of fuck you his lose. shit up in front and, of everybody. And it's like the first time Tony Stark has, like, speechless as he, like, leaves the yeah. prison. Yes. And I was like, okay, I like this. And then yeah. they never touch on it again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's my thing. My problem with the movie is they have so – they have, like – we'll talk about, but his, like, relationship with his father and then also his alcoholism. Yeah. And, like mm. – they all kind of, and even his love with like, or his relationship with Pepper, they all kind of bring up these ideas and then don't really do anything with them except big, for kind of Pepper. Big long second beat. They don't bring it home. In the third exactly. <laughs> did on. you, Cole, as a comic book reader, did you read any Iron Man comics? I did not. Only I, I mainly read like Daredevil, Spider Man, yeah. Batman, and uh, Iron Man was one that I just like when he shows up in Spider Man. I would. Yeah, like, enjoy he had. Him, but, uh, in his comics, he had a whole storyline about his alcoholism that is yeah. like people. It's like critically acclaimed. People Demon love in it. A bottle, I think. Yeah. yeah, but then here, the most they do with it is like he kind of has a party. Yeah, he, he makes an <laughs> asshole of himself at a party. Of that, it's like we've all question. done that. That's yeah, not right? a low point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't want to talk about the weather or the pandemic? Me either. No wrong answers, non-burning questions to kickstart conversations is a conversation card game where you can ask life's least pressing but most important questions. Why talk about vaccine rates when you could debate questions like which cereal mascot would be the best kisser? Or you own a boutique candle shop. What is your least popular scent? These are the burning questions you should be asking. This card game is created by two of my friends, my personal friends, Paula Skaggs and Josh Linden. Yes, I have friends talented enough to create a card game. And if you love me, you love them and you'll love this game. No Wrong Answers is a deck of 70 plus conversation starters that you'll come back to and debate over and over again. This is great for dinner parties. It's great for Zoom happy hours, first dates, classrooms, prison visits, fast food drive-throughs. It literally, there's no place that these conversation starters won't work. Holidays are right around the corner somehow. And this would make a great gift. It would make a great thing to put out on the table to, you know, generate conversation between you and your family. You know how hard it is to catch up after you haven't seen each other in the year. What are you going to talk about? The fact that you share blood? No. You're going to reach for one of these cards and you're going to get the conversation started. And... If it doesn't get better than that, a portion of the proceeds go to the Greater Chicago Food Depository. I mean, come on. Listeners can use the code TRIDENT for 10% off of their purchase. Go to NoWrongAnswersGame.com. Once again, NoWrongAnswersGame.com. And use TRIDENT for 10% off your purchase. I mean, come on, y'all. This is fun talk and... Not small talk. Uh, so during his what he believes to be his final birthday party, because he is his heart, his nightlight in his chest is killing him. Um, he yeah, he gets real drunk. He puts on the suit. His friend, um, Lieutenant or Lieutenant Colonel, I always want to say Lieutenant Colonel Rhodes. <laughs> uh, Rhodey comes to see like this man is spiraling. He and Pepper try to help him, um, but eventually. Rhodey recast because he was originally Terrence Howard in the first That's one. Right. Um, oh. Put just goes into Tony's basement and puts on a suit. 
Yeah, yeah that's code. the craziest thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like fucking bold. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so like anyone could do that at that party? And they just... <laughs> well, they made a line later that like, okay, you, Tony Stark, you're a genius. Nobody would be able to go put on a suit. So you must have put it in the programming that only Rhodes can put on oh. this suit. They barely mention it. I think it's, um, what's his face? Nick Fury says it at one point. But. It was still so bold to think that you would just go into even your best friend's basement and just put yeah. on his wet his weapon of mass destruction. His other weapon of mass with no directions. And it's just like, yeah. I'm gonna take this up to the crowd and party and like shoot at him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I liked that scene a lot. I like fight fighting with house music in the background. Like I like yeah. the and the line play a fat beat so I can beat up my best friend's ass. Yeah. <laughs> 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 What was the song? Play a fat beat so I can uh, so I can bust on my best friend's ass. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and also while this is happening, this gives fuel to like the senator's whole thing about how he shouldn't have this technology, that the US government should have it. And as I was watching this, I wrote this down. Senator Stern pays hookers to pee on him and jump on his testicles in high heels. Doesn't that senator have that energy? <laughs> he does. He does. Like 100% he was, right. Yeah. And that was actually um, an original scene in the movie. They kind of felt like it wouldn't sell toys. <laughs> senator <Blanche> Stern. <laughs> toys wouldn't sell. He comes sell. with a hooker action figure that she has high heels on. Uh, Got a pint oh. of piss. <laughs> a Hasbro Legends action figure. <laughs> um so then it essentially the fight ends Rhodey takes the suit he's just like i'm reclaiming this for the government which by the way Rhodey, like whose side are you on yeah, <laughs> right man. Yeah. you're giving this to the u.s government yeah <laughs> what the fuck there's some good <laughs> themes there of like yeah do you independence government it's it's some cool tie-ins yeah, yeah. That's my thing is there's like they bring up so and like the whole thing about yeah. Tony Stark being alone like he's a lone wolf and stuff. They never really they put out these good themes and I imagine it's because the studio was like well we have to make sure we set up the other movies. Yeah. I don't blame Justin. Yeah. No. <laughs> Throw. I mean he did Zoolander too. And that wow. is <laughs> <laughs> So clearly sequels aren't his best. <laughs> More of an original storyteller. Um he Nick Fury then meets up with uh, Stark at this like donut restaurant where they reveal that um, Natalie Rushman is actually Natasha Romanoff and that mm-hmm. Howard or Howard Stark was a shield founder f- uh, whom Fury knew personally. When Fury said this, I did think, how old is Nick Fury? Because yeah, Samuel yeah. L. Jackson and Robert uh, Downey Jr. don't look to be that far apart in age. <laughs> That's so the fact that like, you knew he? his father, what are you, 80? He's like Moses. He's just like a thousand years old. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, right now, Samuel Jackson is 72. Wow. Oh. Holy bananas, he looks great. Yeah, yeah he really, he really does. does. I mean, this came out like 10 years ago, so he would have been 60, early mm-hmm. 60s. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, Robert Downey Jr. is 56, so I guess they're like almost 20 years apart. I'd... Well, oh, no, if he movie. was, oh, oh, he's 56 now. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. 56 oh, okay. now. Yeah. I was like, so what? he would have been he like 44 or something. Yeah. So I yeah. guess he could have known his dad when he was he, 15. Maybe he's, an, <laughs> he's an intern. <laughs> <laughs> Can I take back something I said earlier? I realized. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no don't, please don't edit this out. Listeners, don't let this get edited out. I wasn't called. It was Colin Farrell. That's who I'm thinking of. For what for part? What? Okay. <laughs> for <laughs> Black Widow? No. I said earlier I thought it was Edward Norton playing Robert Downey Jr., but I was actually thinking of Colin Have uh, you been photo that's, booth. That's literally the <laughs> first thing you said. Have you been thinking about that this entire podcast? Sitting there thinking I've been like, wondering. John's been distracted. I mean, Cole's got all these great points on movie history. And I'm just trying to clarify. And you're trying to figure out if Colin Farrell is Edward Norton. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, and I'm going to sign off now. No, no, no. <laughs> Colin Farrell also was a Marvel character in um, the movie Daredevil. Bullseye. Ooh. That's right. He and kills he... a woman with a peanut on a plane. Yeah. <laughs> True. 
<laughs> yeah, it's it's bonkers. Uh, he also did a uh, his sex tape leaked back then when like a leaked sex tape was a huge yes. deal, and he was it was while he was shooting that movie, and he has like the the circle in his head. Oh my god! <laughs> the the bullseye thing, his character thing. He's in this sex tape being like, uh, and when he's he's Irish, right? Yeah, he's like your thick, best Irish. I, yeah, my best Irish accent. He's in this <laughs> Irish, and he's like looking at the camera with this bullseye on his head. And he's like, he's like, I'm gonna eat your pussy. <laughs> he's like, I'm gonna go down here and eat your pussy. <laughs> and you're like, you're dressed as a supervillain. <laughs> uh, it was bonkers. He never misses the G spot. No, bullseye, <laughs> fucking bullseye baby. Cole's got bits like this for days. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even figure out who Edward Norton is, even though you look just like him, as I said. Yeah. Uh, so they find out one Natasha Romanoff has like a cure for his thing. So that whole storyline is just over. Right. Like this whole thing we've been stressed out about for the first half of the movie. She yeah. like shoots him in the neck. Oh, no, because he has to build that thing. Oh yeah, that gave him yeah, time that's to true. like. Yeah. Oh okay. He vaccinated see, him real quick. See, all you need, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all you need to do is have an hour long conversation after this movie to understand what was going on, um, <laughs> or watch it in three days, like me. Yeah, yeah. He then builds uh, this. Well, let me read off the. This will make more sense if I read it from here. Nick Fury, director of S.H.I.E.L.D., approaches Stark, revealing that Rushman is the agent Natasha Romanoff and that Howard Stark was a founding member of S.H.I.E.L.D. Fury explains that Vanko's father and Stark invented the arc reactor together, but when Anton tried to sell it, Stark had him deported. Which, just yeah. fire him. <laughs> like, why do you have to deport him? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> See, that's just the... turn off his badge. <laughs> Find him. You know? we, that's Due the process. thing is like, I know we're supposed to like Tony Stark and stuff, but I'm like, he's like a, his dad's a weapons deal dealer. And like, yeah, he has this guy deported because he wants to sell his technology Yeah, that he yeah. helped create. Yeah, I mean, it's not the best family. It's not the best, but it's also like, he did help you create this. And he's like, no, 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 no. What if I deport you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tony Stark is like this, uh, this, weapon himself and is like furthering america's imperialism yeah and like his dad deports an immigrant it's he so wants to, he's owed his money seems so harsh like just yeah. fire him and send him to the unemployment line or something like send him somewhere else. Uh, damn i mean he's hot tony stark has hot yeah he's got that chin beard out of the and this might be a question at the end out of all the mcu characters who's your your big crush that's a great question we mm. let's talk about it right now and okay. you, gentlemen think um my major crush okay this is so disgusting or not disgusting but it's there's an issue in endgame where mark ruffalo is also the Hulk at the same time. Yeah. When it's the Hulk wearing like a sweater and glasses. Yeah. That's my number one crush. Okay. Bulky Mark Ruffalo. Like I do remember that you like you like big uh, fat asses. You can say it, Cole. <laughs> big fat thinking, chunky we've had, asses. We've had discussions about it and I'm like, I don't know what I'm allowed to reveal on this podcast. Oh yeah. <laughs> big a big Hulk the Hulk ass. <laughs> but still Mark Ruffalo's face. Yes. <laughs> Best of both worlds. I think for me, I mean, Sebastian Stan, the whole... He's, uh, yeah, the... Captain America, like, in Chris Evans, I think they're both very attractive, and if I had to be like... They're hotties. Yeah, they fight, like, all passion. <laughs> I don't know. I've never thought about it. ScarJo is pretty... Um... She's kind of the only, like... Oh, well, I guess you have like uh, what's her name, Zoe Zeldana, and Zoe Zeldana. You have um, ooh, new crush Van Dyme. You have uh, the whole uh, Dora Milaje. We've got yeah. oh, um, Captain Marvel. Yes, Brie Larson. Right, I'd say yeah. Thor. I mean, that dude's ooh, hot. Yeah, <laughs> Thor is hot as hell. I mean, they're all. That's the great thing about these movies. It's, it's you're just watching beautiful people save the world. Yes, every oh. single one of them is more gorgeous than the next. I mean, when we were watching. The Incredible Hulk, all I kept thinking was like, I just want to watch a movie where I just look at Liv Tyler's face. All, yeah. That's all. She's so beautiful. She's gorgeous. So is, I mean, everybody in this movie. Scarlett I mean, Johansson, when she's kicking those guys' ass at the end, I was oh like, bitch, you better fucking work. You are hot as hell out here. 
Liv Tyler be- <laughs> Liv Tyler being cast as an elven princess is like the best way to yeah. describe it. She looks like an oh, elf yeah. in Lord of the Rings. They're also oh, yeah. when Okoye is like spinning that spear and they do those like I'm like, you are hot as hell, ladies. Yeah. All the villains are hot, like uh Killmonger. Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke. <laughs> okay so <laughs> let's get back to the thing because we are this movie is so long we're about halfway through it uh fury explains okay so he deports this guy fury gives stark some of his old father's materials tony discovers a hidden message in the diorama um yet again another when he watches this projector from his father in the 70s and his father just like has no way of expressing his love for his son a part of me was like, you wouldn't have to leave a secret message in a projector if you would just like spend some quality time with this asshole. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. give him a hug. You know, yeah. like... instead he's like, get out of my office and stop playing with my toys. <laughs> These toys are for adults. I need a drink more. Get out of here. <laughs> uh, <sighs> when he discovers the atom, I did yeah. not understand that at all. The element. I still like, barely do. <laughs> take away the trees. Okay, now only no kiosks, and then he like <laughs> turn, he like shrinks it and then like opens it and he looks at all these like circular things and he's like, I got it now. Yeah, oh, yeah. that was very like confusing. And... <laughs> well, there are a couple things here. So like, um, first of all, one thing I wrote down that I want to get, I do want to m- make a shout out to is when Mickey Rourke and Justin Hammer are in that airplane and everything is white. Sam Rockwell had the worst spray tan I had ever seen on a yeah. human being. It was all over his hands. And if you've ever done spray tan, you know it shows in the hands. And everything around them is stark, stark white. And you just see these orange mitts oh trying to, like, God. eat uh, chocolate mousse. And <laughs> there's one thing I wanted to point out. There was another part, like, during all of this, whenever it's – they're figuring it out. First of all, it's all coming together very, very conveniently. Um, he has a line – Jarvis, can you vacuum form a digital wireframe? I want, uh, I want a role where all I have to say are nonsense, sciency terms that actually yeah. don't mean anything. They're like <laughs> made up in a writer's room. They don't have anything. You're like, Jarvis, can you vacuum form the wireframe? Thank you so much. And then all of a sudden, it's like the computer figures out how to make a new element. <laughs> can I give you? Can I give you a line? Yeah, that is nonsense. And yeah. I want to see you deliver it. Oh, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> um, how about the server's mainframe is on the wrong subnet. We need to um, do a BIOS. Oh, sorry. So it'd be like um, Jarvis, bleepity blurp, blurp, bleep. The, <laughs> the mainframe needs a new BIOS. Stat. Beautiful. It would be so fun. I love that. I love when there's a computer specialist and they're like, okay, hacking into the mainframe. I'm like, uh. that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> oh no, we've be- we've met a firewall. <laughs> Not, I, I've, met taken, a I've taken worse than this down before. <laughs> or like when they plug in, we talked about this on the first one, when they plug in a USB drive and it just like naturally knows what to do. And yeah. all the, the all the terminology on the the flash drive is exposition so the audience knows what's happening like downloading the files to beat <laughs> the bad guy we need to get you on chicago pd tech support or something <laughs> PD. hello and i work, I work and i get to be one of those actors who comes in i have like my own solo office so i never have to interact <laughs> with any of the other actors it's just a lot of me swiveling in a chair on a headset being like yeah well, now that thank you for sending over the data. I'm gonna run it through the um, the transponder, and then we're gonna figure out whose IP network this is. <laughs> That's another thing. They always just blame the IP network, no matter what they have to do in these things. They're like, "Well, I routed it to the IP network, and then we found out that he is in Russia." Like, okay. <laughs> um, so they essentially he builds this new atom. He has, blows up this whole thing. Uh, finds a new atom that he builds. They were like, it's impossible to do. And he was like, oh, it's easy. Um, (laughs) And then he can now power his suit. He also figures out that uh, at the expo that Venko is going to, like, kill all these people, I guess. And this is where I started getting confused. Because Rhodey steals the suit. And then he, I guess the suit doesn't have enough guns. So they 
hire <laughs> Hammer to add guns onto it. Yeah. But meanwhile, Hammer is separately building, having Mickey Rourke build all these droids. Mm-hmm. That's a completely separate storyline. Has nothing to do with them adding these guns to this war machine. Yeah. Yeah. But then they're unveiled together at this expo. Yeah, what what aren't you following, Devin? And meanwhile, <laughs> Mickey Rourke is also building himself a secret suit <laughs> that he's yeah. going to wear. And he's programmed all these droids to listen to him instead of Justin. But Justin doesn't know this. It was just there was just so much that was happening all at once that I felt like it could have been much much simpler. Yeah. Yeah, if they had just done the drones that would have been enough. And his suit or something like that. Yeah, you needed Mickey Rourke at the end fighting in the suit. I mean, yeah. Maybe Mickey Rourke comes out of the center in one of those in a big suit that they think is a droid, but then it's Mickey Rourke. Mm. Boom. So Love it. It's all right there. And then Rhodey goes back to the house to get the other suit, and then he comes over as. Yeah. See, that's yeah. what I'm th- talking about is like the whole theme of at least a big character theme for it. Tony Stark is that he's not, he's the Lone Ranger, he, or Lone Wolf. He doesn't want anyone to help him. And at no point does he kind of break down that character flaw no. and ask for Rhodes. He just, ha- Rhodes happens to be there and then to help him. So it'd be better if he was like, hey, I need you to go get that suit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I, I think that would have been a better character. Yeah. Yeah. But we got what we got. Also, you know what else we got? Fucking Bill O'Reilly in the MCU. Yes. <laughs> they pay him to do that. I was like, oh my God. Giving that asshole money. How insane. <laughs> yeah. Not, you could, I don't I think, think you could do that today. No, because yeah. the last, but in the first movie, it was like Christian Amanpour because it was a, like a U.S. civilian in Afghanistan. I was like, that makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. And then I guess it does make sense for like Republican media to be like, shouldn't these guns be owned by the military <laughs> and or some random person in their own home? Definitely not. <laughs> definitely not somebody who's doing something we don't want. <laughs> um, Jarvis, can you vacuum form the digital main for That's so vacuum stupid. Form. Yeah. Yeah. What does that mean? So then they have this at the <laughs> expo hammer unveils the armored drones led by Rhodes and a heavily armored version of the prototype armor. Stark arrives to warn Rhodes, but Vanko takes remote control of all the drones and Rhodes armor as well and attacks Tony Stark. Hammer soon gets arrested for breaking Vanko out of prison while Romanoff and Stark's bodyguard Happy Hogan head over to Hammer's factory to confront Vanko. So here were a couple things that were fucking (laughs) wild to me. He, uh, first of all, Pepper Potts is a badass bitch. She just walks right in the back. She's calling the police. She has them on speakerphone and she's like... Um, hello, 911. Tell us everything you need to know. <laughs> she, like, holds up on the speakerphone. She's like, this is the guy you'll be arresting. Say hello, Hammer. <laughs> and he thinks he's going to get out of it. He's like, yeah. come on. He's hanging man. around. Like... Don't be uncool. <laughs> Maybe they'll forget about it. Don't be a narc. <laughs> like, you broke this guy out of prison. He's killing people. He's like, come on. And then the cops that come to get them look like they're like mall cops. <laughs> like... They're literally, they were they were working the expo. Also, oh, can okay. you imagine being security at the expo? You have to go arrest a mass murderer like, like a terrorist. $14 like, an hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Try to determine if you no should. benefits. <laughs> Try to determine if you could finish your corn dog before you go. Like, like I'm about to get off in an hour. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm going to take the bus home. The bus runs late. Oh. And then, yeah. uh, we get the the true Black Widow scene where Black Widow like fucks up twenty bodyguards. She was so cool. I remember watching this as uh, when it first came out and being so impressed by her fighting style and like yeah. how smart yeah. it was to make her use her body weight against these guys who are bigger than her. Yeah, I, I love like, that. Like oh, the yeah. leg snapping with the on the oh. neck and stuff. Oh. I do also like at the end the she just pepper sprays one of the guys. Yeah, that's <laughs> so funny. That was my favorite pepper. part of this whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's and she fights sexy. You know, she fights sexy. <laughs> She's hot <laughs> as hell at every turn. She uh because before this, it was just like in superhero movies, it, it was just like, oh, in this reality, women like uh a five foot four 150 pound woman could kick a 300 pound guy across the room. We would just mm-hmm. think, like suspend our disbelief. And this was the first time I'd ever seen 
the the stunt coordinators like factor that into her fighting style and it yeah. just made it was so fucking cool yeah i love I that would, scene when she's walking down the hallway and just kicks all those guys yeah and out. then happy just like yeah is struggling with one guy struggling with like, fucking me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i relate to that shit struggling trying to take down the like the doorman <laughs> the secretary at the front did he write or direct the movie Favreau? yeah did he direct this one? I know he directed, he directed the first one. The first yes. one, this one, and then is like a producer on all of them. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think he had such a bad time with this one that he dropped out of the third one. Oh wow, <sighs> the third one, man. Um, <laughs> I haven't I haven't seen it since it came out. I remember liking it. Is it not good? He spends half of the movie with like a fifteen-year-old in his bunk beds like <laughs> i don't remember that. yeah he gets like shot into he is shot without his suit into the middle of nowhere and is found by a 15 year, or like a 10 year old kid and the kid's like you can hang out at my garage with me and he rebuilds the <laughs> iron man suit in this kid's garage it's so weird yeah. um however let's get to the end of this this movie so yeah. there's a humongous fight scene between all of them um uh, great fight scene i liked when the all the drones came down and they yeah beat their asses very very cool it's what you're watching these movies for mm-hmm. yeah and when he's flying through that car garage and all the cars are exploding behind him that yeah like, oh. that's fucking cool when he does that thing where he like pinpoints exactly the right flight pattern to have all the drones hit that he's like flying yes. into a globe and then like makes a quick yeah. turn and they all fucking blow up see my thing is such a it's also so such a good looking movie and the mm. action is really cool i just I just wish the script was better mm. yeah the Justin positives Thoreau. outweigh the negative um <laughs> and then together stark and Rhodes defeat vanko because he shows up and vanko commits suicide by blowing up his suit along with the defective the defeated drones uh, yeah. and then this is why i'm horny for tony stark without missing a beat tony's like Pepper Potts. It doesn't explain anything. Such good writing. He just shoots yeah. off. And we as the audience know, like, what the fuck? And he knows that Pepper must be somewhere where there's going to be a droid. And he scoops her up. My panties are on the floor for Tony Stark. And I know that's problematic. And I know I have issues that I need to work out. But until they do, I'll be straight jerking it. I don't think Tony you're alone Stark. on that. I don't think you're alone on that. I think of. I'm yeah. pretty close to being alone. <laughs> I don't know. I think a lot of people think Tony Stark is hot. I think I you think... might be alone with the Hulk. <laughs> the Hulk the smothering Hulk me with Daddy. his fat ass. <laughs> Fraternity brother Hulk. Hulk in, in this home, Hulk smash has a whole different meaning. Gentlemen. <laughs> um, and then their first kiss. That's their first kiss, right? And then they yeah. have the first kiss on, um, on a rooftop. Hmm. And she's only been CEO of this company for a week. I would love a redone version of this movie where it's from the perspective of her trying to manage this company through all this madness. I want a Disney Plus workplace <laughs> drama. Yeah. She's just trying to keep this company alive. The employees at that company just like, what the? Who's our boss now? What the? <laughs> <laughs> like by Tuesday, Tony gets almost killed on a racetrack. And then by Thursday, there are multiple casualties in a terrorist attack at their own Stark Expo. <laughs> the one that they run. So yeah. many people would have died from falling glass. Oh, yeah. yeah. Movie. It's like even at the party when he's shooting the like wine bottles, like so many yeah. people would be getting cut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah. They are Hollywood is really liberal with their use of broken glass. People yeah. are always jumping through glass. They're always whatever. I have cut myself on like a chip in a wine glass or something. Yeah. It's fucked me up for two weeks. So that brings us to the end of the movie. On a scale of one to ten, in and we're comparing this to just general movies, like your average mm-hmm. movie, not within the MCU. Yeah. On a scale of one to ten, what would you rate this movie? I'm gonna go with I'm gonna start. <laughs> I'm going to go Please. with a, a six. Okay. Kay. Very good. Respectable answer. You know my answer. Um, I, I'm i going to give it a four. Oh, I knew it was going to be a four. I knew it. <laughs> Cole, you're right. He did not answer. Um, the, this movie has a lot of problems, uh, but I think the good outweighs the bad, so I'm going to go ahead and give it a 10 out of 10. Oh! <laughs> 
<laughs> you just love these movies so I've goddamn given, much. I, it's a running bit that I give is every there, movie a 10 out of 10. <laughs> is there any MCU movie that you have like... I can, trashed you. Well, here's the thing. I can objectively say when they're not good. I mean, yeah. I, we just spent an hour saying this one's not good. Uh, <laughs> Thor 2 is particularly bad. Oh, I, I want to read that Ragnarok. That. No, that's a different one. no, 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 no. This one has Natalie Portman and she gets like a virus that is also a stone. And she <laughs> it's so Ooh, talk it, about crushes of the MCU that oh, I, I changed mine yeah, to Natalie yeah. Portman. Oh, <laughs> Natalie Portman just, OK. Yeah. Sorry, Sebastian. I, I, no, no, no. I mean, honestly, they're all it's just hot people saving the <laughs> earth. It's that honestly what the MCU should stand for. Um, but that one and then also. Ant-Man, okay, I'm, I have two controversial ones. Ant-Man is okay. I like some aspects of it. It's funny, and it has some other things, but I fall asleep during it every time I watch it. I can't tell you a single thing that happens in it. Exactly. Yeah. And then also, I'm not a huge fan of the first Spider-Man. I really felt, when I watched it, oh. I really felt like MJ Zendaya's character, and she gets better immediately. The, like The next time you see her, you're like, oh, cool, I love this character. But in the first one, she's kind of like, a stereotype for like woke black teen girl mm. and to the point where she like is void of joy and void. She's always like, anytime they cut to her, she's literally just being like, um, slaves about this. And you're like, okay, she would also be a cool person. Like she would, <laughs> at one point she would break a smile or something. She doesn't yeah. have to be this wet blanket all the time. Um, but I will still give him a 10 out of 10. <laughs> Every movie is going to get a 10 out of 10. We got a um, six, four, and a ten as the ratings. That's pretty. Yeah, cool. I think that averages out to mm-hmm. a ten. A ten. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so then we do ask a couple questions. You guys know this game. Um, we've narrowed down the questions to the classics, so these might be the ones, the only ones that stick around. Except for Cole, I do have to say, your edition of "Are There Rich People Trying to Fuck Poor People." Boy, oh boy, everybody loves it. Every episode <laughs> we get. So thank you so much for bringing that up. Because every episode people fucking crack up. And it's I very like 20% true. 20% of the um, All the profits being made. Absolutely, absolutely. That roughly comes out to $200 million. <laughs> um, so first question is, who in this movie could be recast as Rosie O'Donnell and Danny DeVito? Oh Mickey Rourke. God. Yeah, Mickey Rourke. As which one? Either. <laughs> Either. I would I would recast Mickey Rourke as Danny DeVito, and then I'd recast Scarlett Johansson as Rosie O'Donnell. Oh, that's fun. I would I do think... Mickey Rourke as Rosie O'Donnell, and then Hammer, Sam Rockwell, as Danny DeVito. <laughs> that's fun. I just I want like to see that role. <laughs> I want to see Danny DeVito play Tony Stark and just be like, I guess I'm thinking of Danny DeVito from Always Sunny, but <laughs> I'm like... always every time we ask this, I'm thinking of Danny DeVito from either Matilda or the yes. Peng the Penguin in Batman. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so he's played a villain before. There you go. He's played oh, the yeah. Penguin. I fucking <laughs> love Danny DeVito. Um, who in this movie has hot dad energy? And this can be genderless, so this can be a woman too. Okay. Hot dad energy. I'm going to go with Tony Stark's dad. Yeah, Tony Stark. Tony Stark's dad is so hot. He, I mean, not his character, but that actor who plays him. Um, I'm going to give it to Tony. I think Tony is a hot dad. Me too, even though he's not a dad, right? No, 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 you don't have to be. Anybody can have a hot dad energy. I mean, Sam Rockwell, I will say this about, he, I also think he was the funniest part of like, he gave the best comedic performance in this movie. He was so good. He's so cute too. Fucking hot people saving the world, man. <laughs> um, did so we saw uh, Iron Man's suit. Iron Man's suit's pretty classic. We don't see anything new. We do have two new superhero outfits in this. Well, we I guess we have three, including our villains. So, what do we think of um, War Machine's whole getup with all those guns and all that shit? It doesn't look as cool as like Iron, Iron Man's. Man. No, it was that Don Cheadle's suit. Like. Yeah, yeah. It looks bulky and look. Part of me likes that because part of me likes that it looks different than the sleekness of Tony Stark. War Machine, yeah, he was really bulky, which part of me liked because it was like, okay, he's like, he's the muscle to Tony Stark's like brain. But also at the same time, I was like, this looks heavy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> Looks like if he landed in like downtown Chicago, every patio restaurant in the, like the two block radius, all your everything would fall off the table. <laughs> like, uh. Um then we also have uh Scarlett Johansson's get up because she's introduced as Black Widow. Right. Fucking hot as hell. Super. I, she is so hot. Yeah. She's cool she really and she oh I think in person she kind of probably sucks a little bit. Yeah. But yeah. God, is she good it's in this cool... movie and hot as hell. And the name too, Black Widow. It's dope. It's like you're you're not a villain, but but you're but you yeah, fucking so... kill people. Love yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. So then we've a- answered some questions. We've um oh, we had a Tony or we had a um Stan Lee cameo. The next thing we do is we talk about our Stan Lee cameo and we talk about where we would change his cameo if we could. So Stan mm. Lee has a cameo where he is literally Larry um Larry, Larry King. I was going to say Larry Bird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's Larry King. It was perfect. I thought this was such a funny cameo. Yeah. I thought that was Larry King. That's why it's funny is cuz wow. I spent the whole next 10 minutes my highest was like, was that Larry King? Wow. No, that had to be Stan Lee. Because they had Bill O'Reilly. I thought they got Larry King, too. So One if... thing... Oh, go ahead. No, you please. I was just going to answer the question that you were going to propose. So oh, yeah. Well, you... So let me propose a question again. If you could re- change his cameo to a different person in this mm. movie or a different moment in this movie, what would you do? I would change him to Larry Bird. <laughs> <laughs> just a little taller. <laughs> He's standing on a milk crate. <laughs> I'd put him in like maybe, I don't know, like I guess that wouldn't Colson's character wouldn't really work because that's already a character. But uh, yeah, I would have him. Um, you know what I have him do? I'd have him be the only person who dies from the falling glass in the end. Yeah, of the <laughs> <laughs> Graphic, yeah, and it's somebody you know and care about. And you're like, what yeah. the fuck? And then they move on and they don't explain it at all. <laughs> maybe he could have been the waiter. <laughs> When they were out to eat at the donut place, I don't know that. Or he, he that is <laughs> the waiter fucking, at the donut. Place. That is have fucking perfect. Donut- that is no, 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 no. I have. I, I like this idea. They walk in. Uh, uh, Fury and Natasha walk into the donuts place, and they say, "Where's Tony Stark?" And then it cuts to uh, Stanley in like a a pink button up with an apron and a hat, like a donut thing, and he just points up. And they walk back outside and they see he's in the donut. Oh, I like that. (laughs) That's a great idea. That's a great idea. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thank you both so much. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us, Dad. I love you, hotties, so much. Bye. Disney Adult is part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com. That is the Trident network.com and also don't forget to follow disney adult on instagram at at disney.adult.podcast